Hey, it's me, Kelly Anakin. I'm talking about Showtime's hit series, Yellow Jackets, one episode at a time with some of the funniest people I know. Let's find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting eaten. Welcome to Blood Hive. Natasha, what I like so much about the show Yellow Jackets is how violence is always the answer. Every time. Uh, It's so good. Every single time. It's fantastic. And there was just something about Shauna beating Lottie to a bloody pulp that (laughs) I found deeply satisfying. It was wild. I, I... I don't understand beating someone up that bad, and I don't understand not worrying that they're dead sooner. She was kind of going. Yeah, I mean, I think the the implication was that she was kind of like on another plane because of her grief and yeah, beating Lottie to the point of like unrecognizability. Yeah, was what she needed to be like. Oh my God, are you dead? Actually. That was wild. And Misty smiling, the shot of Misty mm-hmm. smiling while she's beating Lottie up is like, ooh, yeah. My love of violence is definitely my most Misty-like quality. I'm like, yes! You're like, yes, get it, get it. <laughs> By violence, I mostly mean like hand-to-hand. Yes. Combat or maybe a stabbing, like you know, common sense gun control now. Of course, of course. This, yeah, really visceral yes. violence that mm-hmm. we are inflicting on one another. Yeah, like you're processing something through your body, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. And someone else's body. I I definitely enjoyed this episode more than I enjoyed last week's. This might be my favorite episode. I don't know. Oh, really? I had so much fun. I thought it was kind of boring. I love that. No, I love that we're diverging. (laughs) I had such a good time this episode. I mean, I also had a good time, but I was like, nothing really happened. They did, like, have a focus group Uh to be like, what kind of musical fantasy sequence would appeal specifically to Kelly Anakin? This feels you. Uh Uh-huh. And John Cameron Mitchell star and creator of Hedwig and the Angry Inch as Caligula. Such a good bird. As Caligula, like the reveal that Caligula was playing Caligula, like that was extraordinary. That was wild. I loved the nose prosthetic so much. Like, is that Mm -hmm. my Halloween costume? It might be. I don't remember how we got into that sequence, actually. Like, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember how we got there. Misty was in a float tank, which... Oh, yes. Duh, the float tank. Uh-huh. Is a thing that I love and I haven't done since before the pandemic. I think. Or maybe I did it once. My float tank place closed down during the pandemic, so... Was that your experience every time you were in a float tank? No, I never hallucinated. I mostly would like, kind of like, I would have like minor like panic and have to like open the door Mm -hmm. and then get back in. And like, I just, 
it's a difficult experience for me, but when I come out, I feel like I've been on Ativan. And wow. so that's like the closest thing I can have to Ativan now that I don't do drugs anymore. Yeah, okay, that's how you get your little your little fix. Yeah, and I haven't been doing it, you know. I'm like, oh, my shoulders need to like unknot a little bit. Yeah, you could go float. I don't think I can float. I have um pretty bad eczema, so I have like a lot of cuts all over my body, and that's all salt water. So I just think it'd be too painful because I tried the Dead Sea once, and it was very painful. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very ouchy. Mm-hmm. You could just do like a um, you know, like an. Surely there's like an isolation tank where they heat the air. Yeah. To 98.6 degrees. And you just sit there. And and I just sit there in like a sauna. Are we talking about a sauna here? No. Because like the thing about the sensory deprivation tank or like the the float tank is that the water is heated to body temperature. Mm. So like you're supposed like you're supposed to have this kind of like out of body experience, um, which I don't really have. But I also like don't want to have. I have a friend who will never do it again because she hallucinated that a shark was in there with her. And I was like, yeah, if I had, if I had hallucinated a shark in there with me, I probably also would not want to go back Uh -uh. there. That is scary. It is very scary. Very scary. (laughs) So what else did you love about this episode? I I had a lot of a lot of a lot of fun fun little things. Well, first, have you been noticing this cool girl with a backwards hat a lot in this episode? Well, she talked to the other girl about like uh, we're gonna eat we 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 don't want to eat her. We hope she's okay. And I'm just like, ooh, whose whose plot development is her death gonna serve? I'm so excited to find out. <laughs> I can never remember her name. The other one I finally figured out is Jen. Okay. So it was Jen Crystal and Backwards Hat Girl, who like in my brain is named Melissa sure. or like off-brand Christy Thomas of the Babysitter's Club. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could also see her being like a Joe. Just a J-O Joe. Yeah, mm-hmm. a Joe. Mm-hmm. J-O Joe. Yeah. Facts of life. Exactly. Little women. I love facts of yep. life. <laughs> um, so I'm like, ooh, what's that? I also wanted to point out that um dead baby uh way more of a bummer than the jokes would make it seem like it would be you know definitely a bummer and i was like if they do zombie baby i'm gonna be annoyed and pissed i'm worried they're gonna do zombie baby i'm worried they're gonna wow baby back to life you don't think they'll baby back to life i i don't think i don't think that's possible because i mean because your your team knows supernatural right like you don't want anything Uh, yeah to have been supernatural i don't but i don't trust what they can do and what they decide they can't do i don't understand what the rules here are you know I think the rule is they'll do it if they can keep it ambiguous. Yes. And Zombie Baby is not ambiguous. Yeah. I feel like Zombie Baby pretty clearly supernatural. Yeah. Versus Javi coming back and being 27 years old. 
okay, sure. Sure. Yeah, maybe. I know. Like, that's just because he's aging. It's fine. I thought Shauna's thing with the goat is so interesting. I don't get why she jumped to that she's going to have to kill the goat. Like, that was very, like, what's up with Shauna? It took no time. She was like, oh, you handed me a goat? I guess I have to kill it. You have not been in the woods for 25 years, Shauna. I mean, we saw her easily kill that rabbit first episode or whatever, you know? It, but it's interesting to me that she was so much more concerned about, like, killing this goat when we saw her with, you know, a girl boner for potentially shooting the guy that stole her van. Shooting that guy, yeah, but she wasn't attached to so it. They were going to make her get attached to this goat, you know? I Yeah, I need to see, like, a, a, a chart of, like... Shauna kill yes Shauna kill no <laughs> yeah I really love I think everything they're doing with Shauna like Shauna's coming out of mm-hmm. such a scary badass this season and I'm 100% here for it I now want a baby goat and yeah. it should also be noted that I get toddler level excited when I see a cow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in reality on TV I don't know why I'm not a vegetarian or anything. I just, I'm like, oh, a cow. Like, wow, you know. I think anytime I see an animal, I'm like, oh, this is cool. We don't see them normally. <laughs> 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 They're not around. <laughs> uh, did we guess that Van had cancer? Did we guess that last episode? I don't know. I don't think we did. It honestly blindsided me. I had no clue. I I feel like we're like, these meds are weird. What's up with the meds, you know? I mean, I felt like the meds were for her. Yeah. But it, you know, thanks to the Sackler family, it is not hard to get opioids. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Gosh, that was wild. I was like, damn. Shout out to Thaisa. Like, oh, okay. Have one passionate kiss with your first love. And then immediately jump to, oh, I'm still married. We can't be any. It's like, slow your roll, Senator. Yep. This is crazy. Just have your makeout session and calm down. Just, yeah, come on. Like, I'm like, have I just been in the alternative relationship scene for too long? Where I'm like, making out is no big deal. No, it's, it's really not. I guess what annoyed me is it felt like she was doing it not for herself, but for Van. And I think that's why Van was probably pissed because it's like, oh, I don't want to hurt you again kind of thing, you know, or like... Which is annoying. Which does feel like a very Thaisa thing. Like, is the kind of person who is, like, trying so hard to demonstrate, hey, I'm not a narcissist, mm-hmm. that she does the most narcissistic shit imaginable. Absolutely. And she thinks she's being helpful to everyone. And everyone's like, you need to take care of yourself, baby girl. You are not okay. I was so disappointed with her being like I don't want to paint this building with a makeup brush I was like honestly that sounds so soothing to me right now (laughs) I would love some bullshit phantom toll booth ass task goofy task please Uh uh-huh give me something objectively meaningless to do yes Yes. I do think every it would be so much nicer. Would have hated the float. I don't I think the, the float was the cruelest punishment of all of the things for sure. Having to have any of the woman just You said like you sit, do 
that's the most uncool for these women who are not okay. <laughs> it's like having them sit with themselves. Yeah, but, but Misty had a great time. I She's know. the one who's best equipped to handle it. Yep. She can and go to her I, crazy place. Oh my God. Like how much did her message to Walter make you just cringe? Oh, it was so, oh no. It was, it was strongly, oh no. And the conversation of no giving up at the end it was so wild. Christina Ricci did such an amazing job with the delivery. Yes. And so was that her, like, admitting to the murder when she's saying you were right about that thing? Because she... <sighs> didn't kill adam martin yeah but she was an accessory after the fact but that said i really want her and walter to work out and i don't know why i'm rooting for this psycho and this other psycho yeah because them finding that body okay first jeff's call was amazing classic jeff we loved it (laughs) warren cole's line readings (laughs) He's he so just does good. so much uh, with so little. Yes. Which is not to say that Jeff is underwritten. He's no. just got so little screen time. But he 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 makes the most of it. It is juicy. <laughs> it is so juicy. Do you think that this <laughs> this body suddenly coming up, do you think that's Walter? Do you think Walter was pissed and like I don't think so. Like, why would they have found it they like to me the timing doesn't make sense. Okay. Because it's not like, despite the questionability of her message, Misty did not call him and say, hey, I buried a torso of that guy at Hackleberry Park. That feels very coincidental to me. I think that what will come of, you know, her connection with Walter will be like, obviously, he's probably got a police scanner. Yeah. He's like, oh, wow. And... If we all have forgotten, Adam had a very distinctive tattoo mm-hmm. on his shoulder. Yeah. So, you know, stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Misty Quigley. Misty. Uh-huh. Nobody cares about the torso. Quigley. <laughs> I think if body is Walter, it's pre-phone call. I don't think – I think if anything, if Walter was the one who, like, pointed to the body, he gets the phone call, he's probably like, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if it was, like, kind of a revenge thing for her leaving – how would he find it? I think he could have been watching Misty for a while. He knew everything about Misty. Yeah, okay, all right. He's a he's a spooky boy. <laughs> That's a spooky boy. <laughs> spooky boy. <laughs> uh, the music was so good. The music was so good this episode. That Nirvana needle drop. It was so perfect because. Nirvana is so emblematic of that period of time mm-hmm. and you only get one shot at it. And I feel like they picked a song that was not only perfect tonally for the episode, mm-hmm. but also for like not being too big of a hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if they had gone with like Polly or if they had gone with like heart shaped box or something like that, like, they went with something a little less obvious mm-hmm. and yet like the lyrics match perfectly where it's like, Oh, like I'm eating grass. I'm like, Oh my God. It's so good. Kurt, it's so how good. Did you know? Also, did the theme song sound different to you? It did. I was just about to say, I 
was annoyed by that the first time I watched the episode. The second time I watched it, I felt like it worked. I feel like they're trying to integrate the credits into the show in a more organic way. Mm -hmm. And it made more narrative sense to me the second time because it's like, oh, like Shauna's like bricking up the baby. Uh So to go right into like the kicky, like, like, okay, okay, all right. I liked it. I was like, ooh, what's going on? I also feel like I paid more attention. I think they're messing around. I feel like they are too. With the visuals. Yes, they yeah. are. They're doing something. Um, I was I, I was watching it with my brother and he was like, have they been changing up the credits? And I was like, I don't think so. But they didn't include this week. They have been including this kind of, um, you know, distorted shot of John Cameron Mitchell, who plays Caligula, mm-hmm. playing Caligula like smoking the cigar and like every week I was like, why does that look just like John Cameron Mitchell? Who is this kind of like androgynous uh-huh. human? And then it was fucking John Cameron Mitchell. I, I screamed when John Cameron Mitchell showed up. That was amazing. I have witnesses. That was so good. <laughs> All of my musical theater friends are like, Oh my God, John Cameron Mitchell. Um, the psychiatrist I called that it was no one right before they showed us that it was no one because she was wearing like a matching green thing like Lottie was. She had her hair all off to the side like Lottie did. And then it was so scary. It was so scary. I didn't feel that scared because I felt like we'd already like determined like, oh, definitely not. Definitely not real. Um also, something I didn't find scary is that you can call the landline of Lottie's cult. Oh, yeah. They can just do a ring-a-ding-ding. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's like a cute little, like, pre-recorded message. And somebody was like, oh, it was so scary. And I guess, my, you know, I called, like, in the middle of the day when the sun was out. So I was like, this isn't scary. But that's a thing you can do if you want to call Lottie's cult. Yeah. I just want to give it a ring-a-ding-ding. Um, I will say something that has struck me about this conversation is that by and large, what seems to have impacted both of us was stuff in the present day, yeah. which hasn't been the case so far this season. And I am certain it's because they got everybody back together again. Yes, exactly. The whole team's back together. The boys are back together. And I just got to pour out whatever the hell home distilled liquor it is that Lottie has there on site. Julia Lewis's facial expression when she's like trying to sell everybody on the cult being like, and I was going to pull the trigger, like rolling her eyes at herself, like (laughs) classic Natalie. I'm so whack. Classic Natalie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know me (sighs) casually kind of planning to kill myself. It was this beautiful connection between teen nat and adult nat that i really appreciated yeah i i like it i'm still convinced about my crazy theory that there are drugs in the clothes so i get more and more nervous the more i see natalie in purple clothes even though i know it's probably just symbolizing her being part of the cult but i'm still like i don't know i think there's something weird with the clothes i i hope something is going on with the clothes i also would really like these yellow jackets to be a little bit more respectful of natalie's sobriety like, I agree. Like, our girl is off. Let her have two days sober. <laughs> Let's pour booze down the throat of this suicidal woman who's been to rehab five times. What do you think? 
think about how rough everyone is with Misty? I am so curious about what else Misty did out there because I think I think it's two things. I think they always treated her that way. Yes. Because she was the equipment manager, right? She wasn't really on the team, which is part of what also makes the Caligula hallucination fascinating to me because he says, you always get the ball over the goal line. Huh. Because you're closer. And I'm like, well, she... She didn't. Literally, yeah, you're closer. Uh Planet cookie. (laughs) (laughs) I have been saying that to my dog all day, every day. I love that. (laughs) freaking love it she's like just say stay quit being weird yeah it was so spooky when shauna was like i don't remember a lot of things do you think she actually doesn't remember a lot of things i mean she has her journals Mm -hmm. i have a lot of questions about what periods of time the journals cover yeah whether she intentionally didn't write about some stuff Mm mm-hmm because, you know, we know that Jeff says to her, oh, like, I, I read your journals years ago. I know all this stuff that happened. But it's like, what does he actually know? Yeah. And I thought it was also very interesting that Lottie's response was that, hang on, I wrote this down. In an ecstatic state, the human body can't hold memory that well. Yeah. So to characterize that period of their lives as ecstatic, ecstatic. is wild to me. Yeah. And, but that part of her is manifested in her fake therapist who's like, yeah, that was a great time. You were the most alive. You were your most authentic self at that time. Yeah. And the other time that your human body can't hold memory well, like if you're blacked out. Um, mm-hmm whether that's from drinking or from some other trauma, your brain can't make new memories. Yeah. Your brain is just like, hey, we're not doing this because we're busy trying to keep everything else from shutting down. Yeah. It was such a weird word choice. Because, mm-hmm. like, if she just said trauma, we'd all be like, yeah, this makes sense. And, like, ecstatic was such a, like, at best, like, the most generous interpretation could be, like, high stress. Like, is there, like, I don't know if people can use ecstatic in that sense, just that, like. Because there were definitely those moments, right, where they were kind of frenzied. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you can say ecstatic in that sense. And that may be how she's using it. But it is definitely, in my opinion, not a neutral word. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't like that. What I didn't like also is Lottie talking about how when we repress our trauma, it causes addiction. I forget what the second thing was. And disease. And I'm like, Meh, don't, don't goopify this. No, we don't need this. I know that's your whole thing. But man, and Van's reaction is so gutting. When it's like, oh, you have cancer because you repressed your trauma. Yeah, that makes sense. 100% makes sense. Of course, on the flip side, I love it when Lottie acts like a normal person in both timelines. Did she act normal this time? Yeah, when they were all drinking. Yeah. She was, like, being fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's like if I think back to the kegger that they all go to in the pilot, Mm -hmm. like, Lottie's just a normal person. Yeah. There are worlds where all of these are just normal people, except for Misty. (laughs) 
she was born this way. She really, she really was. I want to know what she wanted to reminisce about. Me too. I'm so annoyed they didn't let her. What is her fun memory? From that first (laughs) summer, you know? I feel like I'm over-identifying with Misty in this episode because I'd be like, well, some of it was fun. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I bet there was, but it was, I think when it like so many bad things happen, like, I don't even know if they want to touch the fun parts, you know? They just want to close up like the whole book. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, what do you think about her like threatening to out uh, Coach Coach Ben? <laughs> that was wild. That scene was bananas. I I can't tell how genuine she is or not. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there was a difference between her sort of clearly put on, "Hey everybody, let's go look for Crystal," so yes. I don't look suspicious, and pleading with Ben like you know she was clearly just going through the litany of things that she thought might work yes at the end it was appealing to his sense that he needs to somehow care for and protect these girls like yeah there's still that shred of him Mm -hmm. that wants to help them yeah I think that her upset in that moment if it was genuine was much more about Crystal than it was the baby Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Crystal dying. Yeah, I mean, this is literally where Crystal died. Also, where, uh, where, where'd she go? Where'd the body? We don't know. Very spooky. Very row. For whatever reason, I'm in. I'm in your shoes mm-hmm. on this one, where I'm like, I really don't want this to be supernatural. Yeah, I want her body to have just like gotten moved by the snow under so much snow. Like, there was an avalanche and it just moved. Do you think that she didn't want Coach Ben dead because she didn't want Coach Ben dead? Or she didn't want people to think that she killed Coach Ben? And, like, that it's, like, piling on top that, like, oh, Crystal's gone with Misty. Coach Ben's gone with... You know what I mean? Yeah, she's, like, becoming the Black Widow of the Yellow Jacket somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to count baby, which, I don't know, I don't think we need to count baby. No, I don't count baby at all, because I yeah. think baby... Shoot, I forgot. I looked this up, but, like, whatever happened with the baby where the placenta the comes first. before the baby yeah. is born? Yeah. So, like, the placenta has detached at some point, so the baby's no longer getting nutrients, depending mm-hmm. on how long that had been going on. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I feel like it had to have been shortly before the birth because the baby was moving, you know, like they were all yeah touching the baby and the baby was kicking around and stuff. Yep. Their baby. <laughs> Our baby. Do you think there's anything with Misty singing that song? Do you think there was anything with like that was that that made Shauna punch her? Like Misty sang a song. Like what was that? People think that it was the song that Shauna was singing to the baby and her in hallucination, her, yeah. but it wasn't. It, the only song I remembered was "Creepy Ass Frere Jaca." Yeah, no, but that was like Lottie. Yeah. I think she was just lashing out regardless at that point, and I yeah. think Lottie saw that, and yeah. that's why Lottie was like, "Hey, I'll be your scapegoat." <gasps> Goat. Yep. Ooh. Interesting. Lottie is goaded when the vibe is literally being a scapegoat. <laughs> uh, Lottie does not kid around. Oh my god. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Never apologize. Okay, thank you. 
The other thing I thought was so fascinating about Misty's hallucination was, do people just think I'm desperate for love? Do they just think I'm a murderer? I'm like, do you think those are the same thing? Yeah, it's it's like there's no um, hierarchy. It's all just kind of like it's the same. Are you desperate for love? You must be a murderer. Gosh, she she is she is wild. She is is wild. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has to do worse things, right? Like we have to see her do worse things. I mean, we know that she's like serving all of them at some point. Yeah, I also forgot that she poisoned that reporter, whoever that was. I or oh yeah, she did kill her. Yeah. As far as we know, maybe she's going to come back. I'll also say, you know what? You've turned me around on this episode. Yeah? Yay! (laughs) No, like, we've been talking for almost a half hour already. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, actually, you know what? A lot did happen. A lot did happen. I think, though, I was thrown because I was very bored by what was happening in the past. Yeah. Versus what was happening in the present. Yeah. And that has not been the vibe. No. For most of the season. Mm-hmm. I did like Sophie and Elise's performance so much better this episode. I feel like in the same way that everybody was like, oh, we love the movie Promising Young Woman. Because like to say that you didn't love that movie meant like somehow made you anti-feminist. Uh-huh. Anytime a woman pretends that she's in childbirth, we'll have to be like, if I say that I don't love this performance, I'm anti-woman. But I'm like, there's only... A couple of outcomes there, and it's a very yes. passive performance. Yes, this I agree. like I was so much more emotionally affected by her going into the meat shed. Yeah, looking for Jackie and breaking down there because that is a deeply unusual choice. Mm-hmm. Rarely in media do you see a woman who has just given birth attempt to go talk to her dead best friend. <laughs> Who she had eaten. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the norm. When uh, <laughs> when she threw that bloodstained blanket like in the fire, I was like, is this because she doesn't want them to somehow eat the blanket? You know what I mean? Like, I was wondering what that was about. I think she just wanted to get rid of it. That okay. felt very much like, okay, well, this blanket made those weird birds fall down and also... Huh. It just to me, it just symbolizes the failed potential of this baby. Okay. And sort of, I mean, she clearly is blaming the other teammates uh-huh. for what happened, even though, I mean, God. Yeah. I just don't think you can blame anybody in this situation. No. And I think that Shauna also has such a hard time actually blaming herself for things. Yeah. Yeah, it's emotionally very rough, this episode. Yeah, it is. But so good. I love seeing the adults dancing together and having fun. That was was so so nice for me. (laughs) And I loved the songs at the end. We got some sneaker pimps. We got lightning crashes. Mm -hmm. We got two Florence. Mm -hmm. Like, what a dream. Mm -hmm. I appreciate, though, in the past, everybody's slowly warming up to more intentional cannibalism. Like... (laughs) Forget an intentional community, uh-uh. all right? This is intentional <laughs> They're all just kind of like, ah, I mean, if we 
thought of. I also felt very seen by Thaisa in that final scene, like dancing in an Afghan. That's extremely my vibe. (laughs) That's me dancing in an Afghan all day long. Hell yeah. Uh, I I loved it. Uh, I haven't said this yet, but Thaisa, adult Thaisa's eyes are so striking. That actress, her eyes are just like something else. That is uh, contact lenses. So the actress's eyes are naturally a more like blue-green color. And because um, Jasmine Savoy Brown, who plays young Thaisa, has brown eyes, they've put contacts on. But they show up kind of red yeah. on screen. Yeah. So there are all of these like conspiracy theories on Reddit about her eyeballs and like, <laughs> Oh, when they're red, she's like doing something crazy. <laughs> I don't know if it's all that. The production staff has been like, no, like literally it's just the way that yeah. her eyes look because of these contact lenses. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that the next two episodes are just completely balls to the walls crazy yes i just want them to turn it up to 11 because i also was thinking when i was like writing my notes for this i'm like is the past really boring right now because it is really boring to be trapped in the woods i mean it is in the winter time and starving to death like Mm -hmm. yes it's horrible everyone's stinky and in pain but also so bored yes and they're just trapped was like they're once yeah, and Crystal was their one semi-reliable source of in, like entertainment. <laughs> now Crystal is gone. I wanted to kick Misty right in the baby maker when she said a little song frozen in her throat. I guess like you were. Uh, she's so bad, so bad. Oh my gosh! Oh, I thought this was an interesting detail. So Shauna is wearing the monarch butterfly shirt. That we've seen on her and Jackie at various points through the series mm-hmm. um, when she beats Lottie to a pulp. Mm-hmm. And I think she was wearing that shirt when she tried to DIY her abortion. Interesting. If that's true, please fact check me, people. But like, I'm like, that is such an interesting parallel. Yeah. Where it's this like, huh. you know, it's, that's her doing violent shirt. Yeah, this is a, she's going to town. She's going to do some rut rows. I also wonder if Shauna beating the shit out of Lottie helps normalize ritual violence for the group. I feel like maybe. I feel like everyone like let it happen in a weird way. Yeah, because again, I feel like we have Natalie being this sort of like moral compass mm-hmm. in these scenes where she was clearly horrified but seemed incapable of acting to stop anything yeah and i i think that the difference at this point in season two versus at any point in season one i think everybody kind of assumed that there was some plan for the cannibalism right Mm -hmm. but i'm like does it just happen kind of organically where like you know it's that metaphor which apparently is factually untrue about like a frog in boiling water like not realizing what's happening until it's too late but it's just like they're just turning up the temperature a little bit at a time yeah and eventually it's gonna be like yeah why wouldn't we be wearing animal masks and (laughs) butchering a friend for dinner and there's like no adult to tell them otherwise you know like they are kids 
making up their own scary world. I still think Ben is going to die, but maybe I'm wrong. I really thought he was going to be dead by now. His crutches are a marvel of woodworking. Yeah. Like the, the handles are at exactly the same height. So good job. Whatever stranded in the woods high schooler made those very impressive yeah i i was shocked that he's still alive you know and not like lunch it's crazy a lot of people have not been liking his like delusions but i really love them i have a good time i'm here for I it i have a good time his ex-boyfriend is hot so hot that actor is doing a really great performance and like again it's really boring yeah being trapped in a cave while you being trapped in a cave being trapped in a cabin it's a cave while you starve to death yeah i don't think i understood until this episode that they've been snowed in for a while like that was not i didn't realize that i didn't get a sense of how long it had been yeah um i've seen some people say like like three days yeah um i can see that either way it doesn't it doesn't matter i have uh a couple of line readings i want to call out before we wrap up Please. Uh, Misty, when Shauna says, blah, 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 your hobby is becoming the perfect serial killer. <laughs> Christina Ricci's just complete bafflement. Why does everyone keep saying that to me? <laughs> like, she, she genuinely just can't. I'm just like, no, I just think it's interesting. Uh, and then Shauna, when she's bringing Bruce back, saying, oh, where were you going? Not to a Mensa meeting, that's for sure. <laughs> to the coat and then when she takes him back to the barn and she's talking to that guy and she's like so this dumb idiot ate some rope (laughs) i love her and the goat i could watch her and the goat forever give me that web series please yes lottie's wound care has not evolved in 25 years like she's still just wrapping some cloth around the open wound on her hand and i'm like babe like, I get that you're probably anti-vax. Yeah. But put some new sport on there. Get a literal get a bandage. Get something, something, you know? Yeah. Pour on your weird alcohol you're brewing. Okay. I don't care. Give me something. <laughs> yeah. I, I am excited to see what happens next. Me I too. We are, we are definitely at a point where I feel like all of the pieces are set up. Yeah, no. This has definitely been a season of putting a lot of dominoes in place. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we had this peak where they all ate Jackie. Yep. And now a bunch of things have just been like, you know, they're putting the jigsaw puzzle together. Yeah. I'm hoping in the next two episodes they just rip everything apart. Oh, yeah. It feels like it's about to get wacky. But bad wacky. Bad wacky. (laughs) (laughs) Bad Wacky sounds like a song from the 90s. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) I hope it's on the next episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review Blood Hive wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to recommend us to your BFFs and frenemies however you can. Subscribe to Kelly Anakin's hilarious Patreon or make a one-time donation to Kelly-Anakin on Venmo to help us keep the content coming. Send a voice message to bloodhivepodcast at gmail.com for a chance to hear your Yellow Jackets hot takes on an upcoming episode. Blood Hive is a production of KA Collaborative. Our theme song is Eat Your Heart Out by Wolves. Special thanks to today's guests, the team at Cosmic Standard, and my own personal judges table. Last but not least, all praise to the Antler Queen.